Well, good morning and welcome. It's great to be with you and thank you for joining us in our online service. You know, uh, this is the last message in a, a series that we've been sharing on Waymaker, how to find our way through difficult times. And so this morning we're going to take up the theme of finding certainty through uncertain times. I don't know about you, maybe uh, all around us uh, things seem to be uncertain. There's um, something that I can predict, and that is that life at times can be unpredictable. Uh, something that I can be certain of is that at times in my life and your life, there's going to be moments of uncertainty. That I can be certain of. Uh, we're hearing all the time people in the news uh, telling us that we're living in unprecedented times. These are uncertain days. Uh, the times are unpredictable with all that's going on. And perhaps you're experiencing that in your um, own life right now at the moment. And you're coming into a season that is uncertain at work or in family or with your finances or in uh, you know your your job you you've just come back out of furlough or something and you're now not knowing not sure rather of the way um, ahead so is it possible or can, can I find a sense of certainty during these uncertain times I don't know about you but for me certainty isn't about uh, what the future holds but more about knowing the one who holds the future and that's not just a clever little punchline. I honestly believe that. It's not about being, looking at what the future holds, but looking to the one, the one who is God, who holds my very future in the palm of his hands. Life may be at times uncertain, but there is one who is certain, the almighty God, the creator, our heavenly father. And uh, it may be uncertain times, but I am certain that God is good that God is the creator. God is a good, good father. He is steadfast, certain. He's in control. He's the sure one. He's the creator of the universe. And of that, we can be certain, even though everything around me might be moving, sifting, shaking, and feels uncertain. And this is exactly what a man called Paul, one of the founders of the early church, and, and several thousand years ago discovered in his own experience, he was going through an uncertain time of, at that time of being in prison, actual being imprisonment. And in 2, um, 2 Timothy chapter 1, verses 11 to 12, we read these words. Um, I'm going to read verse 11, but verse, I think it's just one verse that's going to come up for context. But it reads like this. And God chose me, says Paul, to be a preacher, an apostle, and a teacher of the good news. And then the verse that's up now in front of you, that is why I am suffering here in prison, but I'm not ashamed of it, for I know the one in whom I trust, and I am sure that he is able um, to guard what I have entrusted to him until the day of his return. For I know in the one in whom I trust, and I am sure that he is able to guard what I have entrusted to him. He was uncertain. He's in prison. How about that for unpredictability, a time of being out of his control? And yet he was certain in the one who is certain, the one in which he knew God himself. And so he goes on to say in verse 12, I am sure that he, God, is able to guard what I have entrusted to him. The word entrusted literally means he banked his whole life on God. He knew him in a living relationship 
and entrusted and banked his entire life into God's hand. And in that way, he was sure, although his life wasn't sure, he's in prison, but in God, he could find his certainty. Um, and so there is this uh, uh, understanding then that, that we can find assurance and certainty during uncertain times. And like Paul, you know, you may be uncertain of your future. So uh, let's trust the one who holds our future. Maybe right now you're feeling you're not sure about the way ahead and it's quite a worrying time. And uh, you've come out of, back from holiday and, and now you're beginning to think, what, what, what's the way ahead? Let's trust the one who holds our future. Let's trust our future to the one who holds our future, God himself. There are three things that I'd like to say this morning. Number one, the first thing is, let's look to God. If we're to entrust ourselves and to find certainty, this is how we do it. The first thing that we, we probably need to do, I know I need to do, is look to God. Paul never said, I know what I believe in. He says, I know the one who I believe in. It's not what I believe, but in who I believe. And he says he is able. It, Paul didn't say it's what I'm believing about God. It's believing in God. And that's so different. It's, it's not just a subtle difference. It's a huge difference. Um, you may know about God, but do you know God? Do you know him? Do you know him? Do you know him right now in your life and in your family? And you, you're a Christian. Perhaps you're a Christian, but do you know him right now? Um, you might not feel right, but do you know him? Paul has a relationship with God, and in that relationship there's an intimacy, and in that intimacy there's a certainty. And this is where we find our certainty. The circumstance is uncertain, but in God we can be certain who he is. He is good. He is God. He knew God personally and intimately, both his love and his power, says the writer William Barclay. Barclay goes on to say this, he knew him so well, it was inconceivable that God would ever fail him. Paul's relation, this is what Barclay says, he got, he, Paul knew God so well, and God knew him so well. There was a relationship that for Paul, it was inconceivable that God could fail him. He was absolutely certain that he is able to hold on to my life when I've trusted him, I've banked my life on him, says Paul. And it's in our relationship with God that we find everything. So um, today, it's as, we, it's as we come to him that we find everything. You know, um, look to God. Um, it's giving him our attention. And uh, as we give God our attention, there comes, uh, he has our heart. They're, they're, we move into a place of attraction. And uh, it, when he has our heart, that's when we find assurance. Um, and, and this is what Paul did. He looked to God. He's the one who is able, in God himself. And for you and me, it's, it's like that in our lives right now. We, it's looking to him, giving our attention to God. I've spoken a lot in the past in our church about giving God my attention. And that's the same for you and me. It's as we look to God, uh, intentionally giving our attention to God, that our hearts are changed. The, the disciples on the road to Emmaus, are not our hearts strangely warmed, they said, as Jesus opened up the scriptures, his life and his word to us. When the disciples on that road gave attention to Jesus, there was an attraction, their hearts were moved, drawn to him and Jesus drawn to them. And with that attraction, there comes then assurance. He said, our hearts are strangely warm. They then ran back 
from the Emmaus Road to the disciples and said, we've seen him, Jesus is alive. And the same for you and me. Francis Chan said this, put it in another way. He says, you never grow closer to God when you just live your life. It takes deliberate pursuit and attentiveness. Give God your attention. Look to him today in the midst of your life, at the very moment, this very moment. Second thing I want to say is this, reach out. If we look to God, we need to reach out to God. That's the second thing. It's been said, uh, it wasn't the nails that held Jesus to the cross, but it was his love. Love held him. Uh, There's lots of debate on that, but I, I love that that it was love that held him. The nails didn't hold him on the cross. His love for you and me and the world held him. And you know, I would say this, that his love uh, holds him onto you. His love reaches out to you and he wants to hold onto your life. And he wants you and I to reach out and hold on to him. Jesus doesn't throw us a line of deliverance. He gives us his hand. Um, you know, if, if I see someone in there, they're, they're in a river and there's a life boy, you throw them the life boy, you throw them a line, as it were, to br- pull them in. But Jesus doesn't throw you a line. He actually gives you himself. He gives you his hands, his nail pierced hands. How amazing, how incredible, how wonderful, how spectacular is that for me and you? He reaches out. His love gives you his hand. Uh, the, the thought today is this morning, will you give him your hand? Will you give him yours? Will you reach out to him? You know, in my life and your life, it's to pray. You know, I give you my life. I give you my heart. I give you my family. I'm, gonna, I'm giving you my children today. I'm giving you my hopes as we're praying. I'm, my hopes are in you. My health, whatever you're challenged with right now. My life, I'm giving you my all. Take it, Lord. I'm giving you me. What's your circumstance? I've heard this about my job. I'm giving you my future. I'm not sure about what's ahead. I'm feeling uncertain. I'm going to give you my uncertainty. Am I worried? I'm going to pr- I'm praying I'm giving you you know Martin Luther said this prayer is not overcoming God's reluctance but laying hold of his willingness I love that when I pray and I come again and again and I'm not feeling anything and I'm concerned it's not that I'm battering at God and trying to twist his arm because it get this reluctant God to do something for me it's just wrestling with his willingness and wrestling with my doubt and wrestling with the circumstances. I'm coming again. Will you hold on to him? Will you reach out to him? Will you reach out to him today? He wants to, you to reach out to him as he reaches out to you and uh, to come and pray and, and lay hold of his willingness. And third uh, and the final thing this morning, it would be this. If we're to look to God, I would say that, to reach out to God, then the last thing I would say is hold on to God. Actually hold on to him. His love seeks to hold on to you and he wants you and I to hold on to him. Not only look to him, reach out to him, but to hold on to him. You know, there's a danger in your life and in my life that we can wander in my faith. I have had seasons in my life when I've maybe wandered a little bit. Um, It's easy to drift. Drift is subtle. Um, It's gradual. Some of the good things of life I can take up my heart, my time, uh, and even uh, my life. And little by little, I, I can wander. I can lose my way, maybe even lose my grip, as it were, my hold and his hold on me. Um, you've heard of the, the saying, the, the phrase, we can drop the ball. 
Um, sometimes we can not let go of our issues and problems, but we can let go of God. Not that I've slid away completely and I disbelieve, but I just can drift a little. And it's very easy to do. I, I, it, it's human nature. You know, other things can have my heart. Uh, circumstance can, can get in the way. Um, it can take my time, maybe my attention. And I find myself not at that place where I'm really holding on to him. If you've been listening and you've been joining us during this time in this season of Waymaker, I've talked about feeding faith in the midst of my fear. This is what I've done in my own heart and life and I, I seek to do and, and would encourage you to do is to encourage and feed my faith. I'd like to add something else to that. Keep talking so that you can keep trusting. Keep talking to God so that you can keep trusting God. Our faith, faith is trust. And I find that by keeping in conversation, hearing, listening, speaking, worshipping, loving, calling out to God, uh, mixing with other, other believers somehow, and, and speaking into my heart and life, keep talking to him so that I will be able to keep trusting him today. It's so important. It's so important. A man called E. Stanley Jones said this about faith, and with this we're coming to a conclusion. He said, faith is not merely you holding on to God, it's God holding on to you. It's God holding on to you. Keep talking, you'll keep trusting, you'll keep faith, because that's what trust is, it's faith, and you'll keep holding. And as you're holding, you'll find that more to the point that God is holding on to you. The danger is I can drift and just let go. And we don't want to do that. I'd say this to, uh, I'd encourage you today, and with this I, I leave, don't let go of the one who won't let go of you. It's ironic really, isn't it? I, that I could do that. But don't let go of the one who won't let go of you. And of this I can be certain. He doesn't want to let go of you. He'll never leave you, nor forsake you. And you can come through, and there is a way. Thank you so much for listening. God bless you. Pray that you'll be encouraged and that you will find your way. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you that you are the way, the truth and the life, Jesus. That you are the living way. And even in those moments where I can't see a way, I can't feel a way, I don't seem to be able to find a way, if I can just hold on to you. I reach out to you. And this morning I just would pray for anyone that is either worried or concerned or anxious in these uncertain times that you, Jesus, are the certainty in uncertain age, that you, Father God, are truly good, and of that I can and we can be certain. And so this morning we hold on to you, and more to the point, we feel and I pray that you will hold on to families, individuals, people, lives, livelihoods, young people, children. Oh, Father God, that we might find our way ahead in you. In the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. I worship you. You are here working in this place. I worship you. I worship you. You are here moving in our midst. I worship I worship you, you are here, you're working in this place, I worship you, I worship you.
the dark.